Hello, and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host slash hormone health coach, femme educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. My goal is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency to help you love your body more and unleash your inner superpower, your period. Now, for today's episode, I want to give a disclaimer because we are going to be discussing how learning about my cycle through syncing and charting has changed my relationship with food and body image, and there will be a little bit of discussion around uh, disordered eating, um, kind of bordering on um, eating disorders. Um, And I just want you to know that this is my personal experience. And if that's something that's triggering to you, this might not be the episode to you. But if I will say, if it is um, something that might be a little bit triggering to you, this might be a good episode for you to listen to simply because I think it provides a mm, roadmap to finding self-acceptance and healing that relationship. Now, I know everyone is different. So again, this is just my experience, but this is how cycle charting has changed my relationship with food and body image. Now, this is my second go around recording this episode. I recorded originally last week and I had some talking points, but it was a bit of a ramble because I I really have a lot to say around this topic. I think I've Uh, just my life has provided me with a lot of experiences that lend themselves to this topic. Um, But it felt a little rambly. And the more I thought about it after I finished recording, the more honed in I got on the points that I wanted to really share and get across with you as my audience. So I'm going to just give you a brief history of my own experience with food and my body image, and then go into kind of three main takeaways that learning more about my cycle has given me and kind of provided me with the tools to be able to find deeper self-acceptance and release the hangups and the fixations that I've had around food and body image in the past. So you may already know from listening to past episodes, but my previous career was as a professional ballet dancer. I got on the professional track when I was about 12, going on 13, kind of entering my high school years, and it completely consumed my life. I loved it so much, and I was lucky. I was very fortunate during my teenage years to not have to worry too much about like my size and how I looked, although... I will say that just standing in front of a mirror for hours upon hours a day, even if you don't have anything to worry about, is really distorting for your body image. So even before my body started to change, I was already having these really distorted thoughts and like comparisons based on the reflection I was seeing in the mirror and the person standing next to me. So it really was ingrained at an early age. And plus, when you're in the ballet world, you're constantly trying to please somebody else's eye. So you're trying to fit into the mold of what they want. Um, so it's it's a constant battle. So by the time I really entered my professional track, I graduated high school a semester early in order to pursue my career in dance. And I joined the Joffrey Ballet in Chicago as a trainee. 
Uh, I was fortunate to be able to tour with them nationally in the production of Cinderella. Uh, and overall, it was a really great experience. But from that point, um, that or well, that was the point, I think, when I really started to develop some disordered eating habits because I was on my own for the first time. I was in charge of feeding myself. I was given the freedom then to really start to explore how I wanted to feed myself. And that's not to say that I had a proper education around it. I was just kind of doing my own experimenting. And you can imagine that what was popular in culture was influential. So I'm 31 years old right now. So I grew up, I'm a millennial. I grew up in the 90s and early 2000s with just that toxic diet culture that I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. No carb, low carb, low fat, no fat, 100 calorie packs, like less is better. Um, and I remember one book in particular being incredibly formative to my early perception of what it meant to be healthy and how I should be eating. And I read the book Skinny Bitch, which was really popular. And now I can look back and kind of think of it as vegan propaganda. Um, and, you know, I'm not a proponent of a vegan diet. I know there are people that choose to do it for moral reasons. And, you know, if you want to make that work and you're going to get the appropriate amount of macros for yourself, then more power to you. But in general, especially knowing what I know now about women's health and the menstrual cycle and what our hormones need to be optimally performing, I am not a proponent of a vegan diet. Back then, I didn't understand all of those things. So I really jumped initially to cut dairy out of my diet. I was really restrictive about that. I will say that I do think I needed to take a break from it because just digestive wise, it was causing me some stomach upset. Um, but with some retrospect, I can say that probably some emotional issues were also at play. Um, so immediately cut out dairy. I really tried to limit animal products, meat specifically, and I would eat super, super clean throughout the week. Um, I think I was on my dance schedules like Monday through Saturday at the time. So Monday through Saturday would be super clean, super healthy, very uh, limited sugar. And then by the time I got to like Saturday afternoon when rehearsal let out, I would be famished. Um, probably because I wasn't getting enough protein throughout the week. Uh, and I had just, that was probably the start of my sugar craving era, <laughs> which lasted a long time. Uh, so I remember I would like walk to the Walgreens across the street from the apartment that I was staying in. I would get a pint of ice cream or some chocolate, and that would be like my reward uh, for, you know, the week. And it's not a bad thing to reward yourself, but it would really start this, like, I just couldn't stop over the weekend. So um, at the time I would never have admitted to having a disordered eating habit, but I can look back now and say that I was definitely restricting and binging and that definitely continued for a lot of my twenties until I got into, um, experimenting with health and hormone health and where I am now. So my dance career took me from like 17 until 26. And 
that whole time I was just really confused about how I should be fueling my body, how to build lean muscle tone, um, and just had a really distorted body image of myself. Like, And I also remember having these conflicting feelings of really wanting to be happy with my body and loving my body, um, but having all this external pressure of not being thin enough or not being fit enough or just not being good enough. And so it was really taxing mentally. And I've always loved food and it just created this fixation. I was always thinking about what I was going to eat next, when I was going to eat it. Um, And it was just like this constant loop in my head, which was really exhausting looking back. So around 26 is when I transitioned out of my ballet career. I did not immediately jump into um, my health coaching career. I had kind of this transition period where I tried out a corporate job. I started working in some fitness studios. Um, I began to experiment a little bit with like more healthy eating, but I also was doing a lot of Trader Joe's shopping, like in the frozen section. And unfortunately, Trader Joe's has a lot of seed oils, uh, which can be very pro-inflammatory, elevating the omega-6 ratio to omega-3s, which is not good. So that was at play. I also had a hormonal IUD during this period, and I just felt super inflamed, which was not doing me any favors in terms of my body image and like my self-worth and my self-confidence. I was very self-critical. Um, even the most like flippant joking remarks from my boyfriend would like set me off because I just was so used to being in a hypercritical space from dance. Um, It was very frustrating. So it wasn't until I discovered cycle syncing and I really started to dive into hormonal health that I started to see major, major shifts in how I felt about myself, my relationship with food, and also like how comfortable I felt in my skin. And it honestly was not even my main goal at the time. I had other health concerns that I was more... uh, honed in on fixing at the time. And so this kind of became a byproduct, but it is honestly one of the things that I'm most proud of now and really want to share with other women because I know how consuming it can be to have that constant thought loop in your head of worrying what you look like, worrying what you're going to eat, worrying how you're going to exercise in order to compensate for what you ate. And these are just all unhealthy things that with a little bit of work and a little bit of education, we can really let go of to be able to freely live our lives and just have freedom around food. And this all plays into intuitive eating, which is such a buzzword, um, especially on social media these days. And I'll have to do a separate episode on intuitive eating because that's a whole other topic. But just know that all of the things that I'm talking about today are the building blocks for intuitively eating in the future. So let's get into the three main takeaways that I want to give you in terms of what cycle syncing and cycle charting can do for your relationship with food and body image. So the number one biggest thing was realizing and comprehending that I was not supposed to feel the same way every single day. When you understand that there are four different phases of the menstrual cycle, that your hormones are fluctuating like crazy the whole time, um, 
for instance, during your ovulatory phase in a single day, your hormone levels can fluctuate 30 to 50%. That's huge. So to expect yourself to feel and look exactly the same every single day is just not realistic. So once I was able to comprehend that every cycle, my body was going through all of these different fluctuations and it was going to affect how I felt in my body and how perhaps a little bit how I looked, I was like, it was so validating and so relieving because I think we've all experienced uh, maybe one day looking in the mirror and being like, wow, my clothes fit great today. I feel great in my skin. And then the next day you totally hate your reflection because you feel bloated and puffy and like totally different than you did the previous day. And that can be kind of like a mind fuck, uh, excuse my language, if you're not understanding of what's going on in your cycle. And you kind of put that blame on yourself, like, oh, it must be what I ate yesterday or this or that. Um, and of course, like food can have an effect on your body, but also understanding that your hormones have an effect on your body is super important. So when I learned that, I began to understand my cycle. Eating for healthy hormones became my goal. When previously, I would say my goal was eating to be small because previously that was my my thought that it was better to be smaller. And learning more about my cycle you know, helped me kind of open this door and be like, okay, no, eating for healthy hormones and optimal body function is my goal. And that really helped me to become less critical of my reflection and more understanding of the fluctuations and also understanding that it's cyclical. So it's always going to come back around. So what can I do to feel my best when maybe I'm at a point in my cycle where I might feel more bloated, like towards my period. What can I do and eat to help with alleviating those symptoms rather than just like dogging myself for looking that way? So that was a huge, huge shift that I was able to make. Second was being able to fully understand how to fuel my body, focusing on macro and micronutrients. Before that, especially when I was dancing, all I ever wanted was to build lean muscle tone. And it was something that I struggled with so much. And looking back, I can see that I was mostly eating carbs. I was eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, which super healthy. But if you're not getting protein and healthy fat, you're not getting this like full balanced meal that's balancing your blood sugar. Um, so I was getting insulin spikes, blood sugar spikes, and uh, these crashes and just not fueling my body, not fueling my muscles properly. So once I started to understand my cycle, I realized that I really need to eat a lot more protein. Women need at least 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal, and you should be including healthy fat and carbohydrates along with that to keep your blood sugar balanced. So once I started to make that shift to including more protein in my diet, which was something I was really avoidant of for a long time, 
I started snacking less and having fewer cravings. And cravings can go a little deeper um, in terms that you need to heal your gut as well. And that's something that I addressed first. Um, and that actually healing my gut health took me down this other road of, I will call orthorexic eating, like kind of hyperfixated on healthy eating because I did an elimination diet, which was very, very healing for my gut. But then because I was so strict in that elimination diet, it made me a little bit fearful of incorporating other foods back into my diet. So I then had to do some work um, on understanding what it meant to have a balanced diet. And I feel like I have arrived at a place that is healthy, balanced. I have food freedom. I'm not going crazy with anything super processed or super sugary, but I'm not completely restricting because as I have learned, when you completely restrict things from your diet, you want them more. And then that's when like maybe a binge can happen or you just like let yourself go wild and feel bad about it afterwards. So focusing on macros, healing my gut, balancing my blood sugar, that helped me so much, like I said, with the snacking and with the cravings because I felt satiated and I didn't feel like I had to fixate on what I was gonna eat next, um, which kind of lends itself to the third thing is that now the fixation around food and body image is pretty much gone. I don't really have any more food rules aside from quality over quantity. I'm always going to choose the highest quality product that is within my budget because I know that it's going to make me feel the best. Um, and also that everything is in moderation, that no one meal is going to make or break what's going on. Um, so these are the three ways that cycle syncing and cycle charting has changed my relationship with food and body image. I will say that Pilates has also been incredibly healing for me in terms of body image, especially coming from my dance background where I was just staring at myself in the mirror in a leotard and tights for six to eight hours a day, which was just, like I said, totally warping my perception of myself. The thing that I love so much about Pilates is that you are not staring at yourself in the mirror. It's about proprioception. It's about feeling your body in space and making those internal connections in how you move your body. And that was another place where I, I approached my Pilates certification, my Pilates education, just in a place of wanting to learn. I wasn't really going at it with, um, you know, I want to heal my relationship with my body image. I honestly, at the time when I went into my certification, I had some injuries that I was trying to heal, but I was also still hoping that it was going to help me build lean muscle tone. Well, it did help me build lean muscle tone, but now I also feel so much more comfortable in my skin that I'm not hyper-focused on that reflection in the mirror anymore. And it feels so good. So these are things that are available to all of us. And in my program, Feminine Body Independence, where I teach you the FEM method of cycle charting, we are going to be able to address all of these things as you learn more about your cycle, as you learn to chart, as you learn where you are in the four phases, 
as you start to sync up your nutrition choices and your lifestyle choices, it all has this ripple effect. So if you are dealing with any of these hangups, I would invite you to explore more about my Feminine Body Independence Program. You can book a discovery call with me and we can see if you are in the right place to to start this program. It's a four-month, one-on-one container. We meet once monthly together and then you have DM access to me through my Pilates app. So it's all integrated together because I really truly believe that you need to integrate all of these pieces in order to get to the destination. And that's not to say that once you finish this four month program, you're at this destination where everything is healed because I don't think that it is a destination. I think this is a constant evolution. I'm constantly learning more and evolving my understanding and my perception of things. But this is like the launch pad. This is like we're tearing down those old thought patterns that we have around food, around body image, around what it means or looks like to be healthy and truly finding self-acceptance. So like I said, if this sounds intriguing to you, I would love to discuss it more. And if you're listening to this before uh, March 20th, I'm running a spring sale that's going to end on the first day of spring where I'm offering a very steep discount on this program. I would love to get you in. I have a limited number of spaces I'm opening up this month for new clients. So let's talk, let's talk about it. I am so happy to have been able to share these cohesive thoughts with you today. And I can't wait to talk to you next week when I will be discussing reasons to look forward to your period. Thank you so much for tuning into the Spring to Life podcast. Please check out the show notes for the resources mentioned in this episode. So if you want to book a discovery call with me in regards to the Feminine Body Independence Program, or if you're just interested in maybe doing some Pilates, I'm also going to link my app subscription as well. And if you learned something new or if you resonated with this conversation, please share. I would love to hear about it. Tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm at spring to life method. Leave a five-star review or simply share this episode with a girlfriend because all women deserve to know their superpower. 